the tribe The Sunshine Patriot in a crisis shrinks from the service of their country. The winter is coming. Did you hear the call? Winter is coming, and we know what is coming with it. No matter your thoughts or convictions, you must be prepared for the hardships that come with the winter. No matter your current position on the journey, stay a while. This is where you can find the tools and the fire to continue on your path. Join Odin and Tyr and answer Winter's call. So, Pissed Vet, I, I, I'm curious. I, I get the pissed. You know, the conversation is definitely proven why you get that one. And the vet. So, do you work with any uh, veterans organizations or any of those causes close to your heart? Um, well, currently I am part of my um, chapter of Convention of States. And uh, starting next week, I start training for a position for Veterans Coalition Director and uh, liaison uh, to legislate, you know, between the politicians. So I'm hoping that I can gap whatever bridges we have in New York to get it passed the convention of states for us and um i got told i was exactly the person they were looking for apparently <laughs> they don't have a lot of people like me part of the convention chapter so in new york so i'm hoping that i can you know meet a lot more people and maybe uh reach farther than tiktok maybe can on a more personal level all right that's fair. But I have I have donated my time to a lot of causes, different causes. Um, I do volunteer, at, you know, at the Legion every now and then. And then um, I've done other works, too. Uh, in school, I was part of the Big Brother, Big Sister program. Um, I've also been um, in a peer mediation group when I was in high school. Actually tra- went through training for that to mediate between students and uh, I volunteer at my local shelter as well. So I do meet a lot of veterans and I do, you know, make some connections, but it's hard when, you know, you live in a city and you live in a city in New York state because it's harder to find those conservative people or those like-minded people like veterans that think like you. Right, right. You know, it, it, you know what? The, the more you talk about things like that, and I've heard you do it a couple of times on TikTok, a couple of times when we've had our conversations. You really are just the epitome of a New York honey badger with a heart of gold. <laughs> <laughs> but don't tell anybody, okay? I need to keep my tough persona. <laughs> well, just so you know, we we have people that are in other nations that listen to this. So uh, people all over the world are now going to hear that you have a soft spot in heart. <laughs> oh, jeez! <laughs> no, no, no. I can edit it out if you really want. We'll just take out the whole part. <laughs> <laughs> no, he <we> won't. <laughs> Shush! I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I keep coming back to this, but I mean, like with you being in New York, the sheer amount, like you're in, you're more like uh what rural upstate New York or 
like New York, New York. I'm in a pretty big, I'm in a pretty big city, uh, but upstate New York. Um, okay. And there are a lot of cities around me that are pretty big. Um, I'm about two hours from Albany. Um, so the capital. But uh, I did initially start out downstate. I was born in Poughkeepsie, about an hour from New York City. Uh, so... I mean, I grew up in, with a pretty tough life, and um, my grandfather was the only white guy in a black neighborhood working as bartender. So, I mean, I I, I come from pretty rugged backgrounds and tough people. So, I'll I mean, say. I, I mean, so I've pretty. seen it all. I, I mean, I've lived in the countryside and upstate, you know, the dairy farm, you know, district up here. And um, I've lived in the city, the some of the toughest cities. So I've seen it all. Look, I spent about three total weeks in 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 Brooklyn, and was like, "This is for the fucking birds." Turned down a job that paid really good. Was like, "Nope, I am out." There are too many people, and they stack you on top of each other like sardines. The fact that I make more money there than I did anywhere else, but I was spending uh, what was it? It was thirty two hundred dollars every two weeks. For a loft, like you gotta be yeah. kidding me! Damn, that's Very more than expensive. my mortgage, dude. And that <laughs> wasn't even an expensive one; it was just an open loft. That was it. Damn. Yeah, it's expensive up here. You could fart, and the neighbor would be mad. <laughs> that's how close <laughs> it was. Like, holy crap! But no, um. Curiosity, because I know we talked a little bit about your bloodline, uh, you know, where, where your lines are. If you could tell somebody, like, we, we've been doing this thing where we, we try to aggressively pep talk people, give them a very aggressive uplift. If you could tell people, give them one piece of advice about getting their message out, how would you do it? What would you tell them? I would say believe what you believe in wholeheartedly, you know, stick to those morals and those convictions and stay true to yourself and you know that will always come through in their message and in their passion about what they they're speaking about and um it's tough but in you know and it's a lonely road but you know being that way and sticking to your guns but it's the best way to be because at the end of the day it doesn't matter what other people think about you and as long as you can change one person's mind, open their mind to being neutral and seeing both sides and seeing different points of views, that's all that matters. Because one spark, that's all it takes, and it spreads like wildfire. You just need a spark to start. I like it. Seems to be along the vein of what we tell everybody. It's like, you know, if, it, if you help just one, and I can't stress it enough, people, it's like, it, 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 there were 3%. But, and it boggles my mind, because people go, well, I don't think we'll ever accomplish anything. There's just not enough of us. Dude, there were 3% that fought on both sides of the Revolutionary War. <laughs> and uh, well, look at what we turned into. Yeah, and it's easy to see that difference you can make, because it's a... Anybody who hears this, if they're a parent, look to your kids, look to the way you're raising them. If you're happy with the way you're raising them, if they're turning out to be good kids and they will be productive members of society someday as adults, that will spread through them. 
you know, even if it's not an outside source, your kids are the future and they go out into the world and they can affect lives. So you're somehow helping this world, even if it's not directly from you through your kids. What was it you said the other day, Odin, that the messenger always seems to get a bad rap and never get the credit, but all <laughs> it takes is one person? Yeah, it takes one person, but you know, the, the movement doesn't spread with one person. It's usually the second or third person where it starts to catch. So, you know, the messenger always gets a bad rap, but somebody's going to hear that message and then they're going to stand as well, and that's the person that's going to spread it. It's easy to discredit messengers. I mean, we used to hear... And, you know, we're perfect examples of that where they come after us hard and they belittle us and they, they sit here and, uh, they, they degrade, denigrate us thinking that it's going to make a difference, but we understand our role, right? That we're just messengers. Somebody's going to hear it and they're going to run with it. Yo, I had you watch a movie today. Oh, right. Oh, <clears throat> Can you tell everybody what the name of that movie is? It's called Pump Up the Volume. Have you ever seen it? No. Oh. You <laughs> it need to. It no, is no, a, no. You it want is a, to. It's... It is a movie that came out in 1993, and it stars Christian Slater. Very, very young. And he starts out... The, the movie basically starts out that he moves from the east to Arizona. And his parents got him a radio. So they communicate with his friends in got him a ham radio so that his friends could communicate with him on the East Coast. Unfortunately, the signal won't cross the mountains. So he starts using it as his way. It's his own. It's kind of like a podcast. You know, it's we do it for our own mental health is usually how it starts. Right. So they just want to get it out and it becomes a super popular radio station. And it's about censorship. How they try to shut it down. And uh, there's a lot of teenage issues. All of it is legit in today's society. But more importantly, it's about the, the airwaves are yours. And right? take them back. You know, steal them. They're yours. They don't get to censor us. Which is why this movie has literally, they've tried to, the FCC has tried to erase this movie from existence. And I think it's one of the most important movies of my generation. Well, it's like, you know, I thought, you know, Divergent, people really understand the the message behind the Divergent movies in the Hunger Games. It was really important. And when the movies came out, the book series, uh, locally here where I'm from, they actually started censoring those books and pulling them off the shelves in public libraries. And it's like, because they know how important that message would be to like for people to realize that this is the potential we're heading to. This is the danger of being lazy and compliant and not, you know, daily reminding yourself that you have to defend these rights. You have, you know, because they're not always guaranteed. And they knew that they didn't want people knowing that message. So they started pulling the books and, I mean, we've seen other periods in history that they've done that, where they've censored, you know, literature and works because it was so dangerous to the message uh, uh, 
the message and the mission of the elite, you know, they didn't want the masses coming together and unifying. Now, now, see, you mentioned Hunger Games, and I'd just like to let you know that according to the district map on the United States, uh, me and Odin would kick your district's ass. <laughs> just saying. But I don't know about that. We're some tough, we're some tough, tough You know what? I, I, okay, look, 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 look. That's all fine and good, but we have Florida man shock troops. And all the Bible thumping redneck hunters. <laughs> and all we have to do is tell them that your district killed Dell Earnhardt and tastes like chicken and there is no tag limit. We win. You can't, like, you know, exclusively lump me with my district because, I mean, I have family that originally came from Texas. So, I mean, I got a little Southern in me. So well, you I better mean, when those district lines get drawn, you better come back down south. What are you talking about? <laughs> no, she's, right? going, no, she's, right? just, she's just gonna go north by one state and she'll be in district thirteen, so she'll be good. Oh, there you go. There you go. Okay, okay, we're good. All the rest of them though. <laughs> you like that, Odin, uh, Florida man shock but, troops? Yes. Plus you forget and my people are the ones who will say Hey, how you doing? Fuck you to their neighbor, and then they'll just go back and forth. No, fuck you. No, fuck you. Have a fucking great day. You know, I mean, like, you. You know what's so funny? I used to talk like that until I moved to the south, and then I realized that I'm not going to talk to anybody because once they start, they never shut up. Ain't that the damn truth? I, I love my southern brothers and sisters, but holy shit, if you get them talking, especially, especially after like a Sunday service or a church service, and it's a potluck, my God, you will be there until midnight. Like, I, I stopped saying, how you doing? <laughs> or, how's the weather? Or... How's your day going? None, none of those, because I don't need to know your family history at all, ever. I will never see you again. I stopped at a gas station in some little itty-bitty town just passing through, and I'm in the mistake and go, how you doing? Cause, and I expected a fine, fair to Midland. Go, nope, nope, I knew the whole family history from generations and generation to generation, and I'm like... By the end of it, I'm like, my ice cream melted. As I say, <laughs> waiting for your toast guy. <laughs> I just opened it to here. <laughs> Welcome to the South. No, if I don't say anything and I just have that rest and bitch face, then you should be worried. <laughs> like, it's the silent one. It's the silent ones. And the small people you have to worry about. Because <laughs> everything they say about the silent ones and dynamite comes in small packages is very true. Tear. So you might have a height advantage, but I also have a height advantage. So say like it was me and a guy, because I'm sure you're right at him level. So, Tear. I mean, I have advantage to being short. Tear, would you care to confirm? <laughs> Fuck you, Odin. Fuck you. It's okay, dwarf. <laughs> I get it. <clears throat> hey, at least you at least you gave me my full five six, okay? Right. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Coop always says I'm five four. Drives me up a wall. It's become a conditioned response. All right, <laughs> it is conditioned now. Five four, five six. Give me the two inches, you bastard. Right, <laughs> but and no, I short people have way. a bigger fuse. Shorter people are smaller in stature, a stature, right? Whether they're big or small, because they're not as tall, and there's less of them to explode. So when they explode, it's gonna be like that. No, no, I, I always say that that God made me this short because if I was six foot and if I was six foot five, good looking and in shape, the world wouldn't know what to do with it. <laughs> so instead I'm five six and I have ego. You you look like you want to say something. <laughs> I'm just gonna mute myself as I roll over laughing. <laughs> 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 I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> well, don't, don't down yourself, chum. I think you're a very good-looking guy. Oh, shucks. Don't do that. Now I'm going to have to start acting all nice. Nobody's going to know what to do with that either. I'm just being honest. <laughs> you know what I don't understand? No, we, we, we mentioned a couple of things about TikTok back and forth. We've mentioned other social media what I don't understand is people that get so wrapped up in that follow count where it, it, you lose your message because you are paying attention to how many people follow you. Yeah. Pops, yeah it doesn't make any sense. I mean, it, it kind of pops your bubble there a little bit. It's like when you realize that it doesn't matter. The, the veracity of what you say does not matter. It does not depend on your follow count. No. But people seem to think that it does. No. Because, I mean, every, like, even within our own party, there is so much diversity within the conservative party, you know? So how one person puts their message out and the manner they do it in is totally different from another. And, you know, what? Uh, the way I, and, you know, I do very different material than what you guys did. And, um, there's not that much of that. I mean, you got right side baddie, you've got shipwrecked, but there's not that many of us that go down all those rabbit holes. And that's what we're all about. And it's about seeing the bigger picture and how this has affected where we're at today as a country, not seeing through the bullshit and trying our best to Barney style, you know, break it down for them to understand so they can see like, oh, wow. But you got a lot of other people who do a mixture of different material, you know, in our party as well. But if I can get the kind of following I got every time, obviously I'm reaching somebody and it's a different point of view or it's a different manner in which it was delivered than they're used to. And it caught their interest. And they wanted to know more. As long as I have a following enough to go live, I don't care beyond that. Now, is it does it irk me when I see these top conservative content creators that have the inner circles will promote, like, say, people who are slightly bigger than me and in their inner circle, but... You say we're all unified, we're all here to help each other, back each other, you know, support each other, but yet you only do it for a selective few. Be wary. Be wary of any person in power that says that everyone is unified. 
be wary of that. And that's that's always been my biggest pet peeve is because if you are if you're in power and you say all of us are unified, that means all of us are subservient to you. And I don't like that concept because they're not overt about it. But how many people do you know that would ever talk out against larger creators? Most of them won't. We did. All of us have. Mm-hmm. But people won't because they're unified because what we have is a bunch of sheep that do not think for themselves. They find one aspect, and they may be 100% right about that aspect. That is correct, but they can't defend it. They don't know why they believe this. They just do because someone in charge told them to. And I don't want to follow nobody, and let alone be a leader, but like, do I want to be some significant role in, you know, helping this society out, our country out. Absolutely. But I don't want to be at the top. I don't want either position. I don't want to be a follower and I don't want to be a leader. You want to be an independent thinker. Yeah. Exactly. Isn't that what we're, isn't that what we're supposed to be all about? Right. Okay. Wait, wait, wait. I'm going to pick a fight. Watch. Ready? <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Pissed. Are you a follower of Q? I wouldn't say I'm a follower. Do I pay attention to it? Do I pay attention to every piece of information is out there? Yes. I only say that because uh, Mr. Tear is is not a is not a fan. <laughs> nope, 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 nope. Here, here's why I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan because it takes away people having <laughs> can. Can Pissfet, could you say this word for me? It begins with an A. Accounta. What? What's the word? Oh yeah, accountability. It takes away their fucking personal accountability because they can just get all their information from one person who may have been a hundred percent correct on a lot of things that they said, but now they're to a point where people just blindly believe. I am not a blind believer in anybody. No, I, don't, I, I don't believe. Yeah. That's what they everything. do. They just follow and expect you to accept it. If there was any way that I wanted to take over, right? If I wanted to take over, you know what I would do? I would purposely ostracize these people on the right. I would purposely abuse and, and persecute them, tell them that they're evil, make everybody else attack them, right? And I'd give them bits and pieces. I'd give them little bits and pieces here and there, things that checked out and were true until they trusted me. Then I'd flip that switch, and I'd tell them, okay, you know what? You have every right to be angry. Now it's time to fight. Let's go. Do you know why I would do that? Because if I had to pick a way, because at the end of the day, if what I'm, my goal is authoritarianism, then I'm going to want the right on my side before I'm going to want the left because the right swings that way so quickly, and they fall in line so quickly. And you've got them. They've got that righteous indignation. They've got that hurt. They've been persecuted. They've been abused. They have a justification. And I'd keep giving them little bits of information. See, because the best lie is a lie that is told with a little bit of truth. And then what you do is you start to control them. And you start to move them. You tell them to wait. Wait for a plan. Wait for a plan that isn't fucking there. But just wait. Let them get all riled up and then set them loose. Because they will go through and they will eradicate their enemy. Because when the right snaps, they go through goose-stepping. There is no quarter. There is no mercy when the right snaps. When they snap, they are out for blood. They're going to win that fight as quickly as possible. And they don't care. Yeah. Now, do I... They're going to make a mistake. 
Well, do I think that with the whole, when I was following the drops of Q, looking at the information, not following as a, you know, follower, but, you know, you know, reading the information that was available. And I, you know, for me, I believe that same person or individual or group the whole entire time. I do think that changed because early on with the drops, you know, they gave bits and pieces of information, but they didn't give it to you all in one dose. And it was coded. You had to do the lab work. And they said specifically, they are not here to give you all the information or all the what to do. You know, you are to figure it out on your own and piece it together and think for yourself. Let me tell you we something. We are providing you information. Think it for yourself, though. Research it. I want to tell you something interesting, and to do it, I'm going to ask Odin a question. Hey, Odin. Yeah. When's the last time Q actually made a drop? December of 2020. Yet we have all these yeah. other drops that have happened. If you want to talk mm -hmm. about controlled opposition, the sheep are ready to be fleeced. The soldiers have been trained. Q is nothing more than, than controlled opposition. That's all it is. It's the Antifa of the right. They told enough truth, right? And at the beginning, I think they actually were. I think they told a, a lot of things that they said were true and proved and, and verifiable. But see, by doing that, they got that position where everybody trusts them now. Yeah. They're a trusted source, and now they told them to wait. If people gave a damn, if people wanted to see a change, if people were really angry about the elections, if all of this, then they should have fucking acted. Before January 20th, because after that, waiting for this plan that is never going to happen, waiting for Trump to come back into office on some wings of glory is nothing more than making sure that you are compliant and sitting your ass where it belongs. No, so I know this started out with you saying you wanted to pick a fight. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and throw that straight out there. If you're a Q-tard, I'm talking to anybody. If you're a Q-tard, wake the fuck up and start thinking for yourself. It's just a different form of propaganda and control. It is. That's why I say and, always, and always I be careful. Totally, and that's why I solely never, you know, trusted that. You know, I use multiple resources, my own research. Yeah, do I use other, you know, I might find others, but do I elaborate on that? Do I go to see if I can prove it? Can I find more sources? You know, I do. Because I think for myself entirely, you ain't going to change my mind. Like my moral compass and what I think is wrong and right, you know, certain aspects in our culture and our world and our country, that ain't going to budge. Now, can I be, you know, uh, lenient and can I see maybe, you know, in a neutral stance and maybe open my mind to other ideologies on certain topics? Absolutely. But certain things that they won't budge for me. Second Amendment, how I stand on that, won't budge. Supporting our troops, our mil uh, you know, our military, our veterans, our police, our first responders, not going to budge. What I believe full-heartedly in and read in the Constitution, not going to budge. Being pro-life, not going to budge. The, those are things that are not going to budge for me. Or, you know, too much government overreach and too much government. That's not going to budge. 
there's just certain things that will not budge for me. Odin, you look like you want to say something. Come no, on, let it out. Let it she's, out. She's an independent thinker, which it doesn't happen very often when you go far right or far left. Is that they just assume they find a trusted source, somebody who would never lie to them and believe them wholeheartedly. Everybody's capable of lying. Everybody's capable of lying. Even right? the be- even the supposed best practicing Christian, good Christian, can lie. And it's called, and you should know this, Odin, you should know this very well as a Christian. There's the white lie, right? The little white lie. And then there's the worst of the worst saints and lies. And you know that that varies. And any good storytelling or narration of a story, you can always twist that oh, yeah. to Everybody- make it seem like you're not learning. Everybody, but you are telling the white lies here and there. Everybody and, wants and to be the hero. Is, and white lies, that's the epitome of storytelling. They always include white lies. Well, I'm curious. Like, Odin, you've said this before. It's like everybody wants to be the hero of their own story, but most people don't realize they are the NPC. In somebody else's story, yeah. But how many times, uh, I'll take it a different way, though. How many times have. People tried to malign you or malign anyone and, and make them into the villain just because they didn't want to accept accountability. You realize that the, the actual cause for all their trouble is just them. <coughs> Most people, And their choices. I, the sad thing is, is that everybody wants to be the hero in their own story, but unfortunately most people are their own worst enemies. They are their own arch nemesis. You have... Yeah. It, it is within our psychology the way that our our brain works is we we are beat down in the world and we expect things to act a certain way because we want to exert some sort of control and unfortunately a lot of times that is what makes us the villain is that we start to expect people to betray us so we betray them first or we expect people to do bad things so we prepare for bad things to happen always expect the worst and then be and prepare for it and be pleasantly surprised when it doesn't happen yeah it's amazing how that has changed how it used to be expect or prepare for the worst but hope for the best now it's prepare for the worst because you're gonna get it (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it's not even paranoia. But people it doesn't matter. But people forget that, you know, it is okay to be broken. That it is okay to show your emotions and it is okay to be the victim as long as you don't stay in the victim mentality that you turn that in from victim to survivor. And it is those people who do that based off of, you know, trauma or depression or betrayal all of which I guess calls falls in the trauma category that instead of trying to hide it, you build from it. You use it to fuel you. You don't use it to be, be your excuse or your crutch. You use it to fuel yourself. Like, let's say, okay, when I broke my left leg, right? It was broken 167 places. I was, I was prescribed a very high dose of a narcotic for pain. 
two months later, I realized something. I realized I could tell you what time of day it was for how long it had been since I had taken my medication. And I used that and I learned from it and I learned how to deal with my addiction. I got rid of it and I learned how to use that to move forward and help other people. I could, you know, that's what I did. Or you could sit and use it as a crutch and say, well, doctors prescribed me a medication and I'm just doing it. I'm just using it. I'm doing what the doctor told me. No accountability there. And using it means you will never progress because you are comfortable with where you are. Well, it's like the video I did with a Kintsugi, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the broken pottery. That, And I want you to know, Piss, that you are the one who inspired me to make that video. Because I watched the one where you sit here and did the plate where it was broken. And where you they they put the plate back together yeah. and it's still broken. I wanted I wanted you to see that video because the art of Kintsugi is the art of taking that broken and healing it where you, that is where you're strongest when it is repaired. And they use the gold in the broken pottery to make it stronger and not to hide the imperfections but to bring them to life and to show them as badges of honor that this is a useful tool, a a useful bowl. We'll use bowl, right? That it is a useful bowl. It still does what a bowl does, but it is thousands of times more valuable and more beautiful because of the cracks, not despite the cracks. Because your scars show every time... Life tried to knock you down, and you got right back up. Fuck yeah, that's the difference between being a victim, where you're stuck in your trauma, and being a survivor. Oh, yeah. I know that all too well. (laughs) (laughs) But it's... How many people want to play that, though? Now, let's, uh, you know, look at it this way. How many people want to play... Well, you you know, because I'm, I'm, I'm darker... I'm a different color than you. That's why I've always been the victim. Or I'm a woman, which means I've always been the victim. Or I'm trans, because, and that makes me the victim. They, a victimhood has become an identity. Yeah, it has. And it's, it's like you're only hurting yourself by doing that. It's like the whole idea behind, and you would understand this, Odin, that forgiveness, it said, through Christianity, forgiveness is not for for them. It's for you, yep. because if you just hold on to that anger or that hurt or that you know whatever emotion it it be towards that person, and you don't forgive them, you're only hurting yourself. You're not yep. hurting anybody else. In the in the common vernacular today, it would be stop letting people who hurt you live rent free in your head. See, I don't think a lot of people understand, like when, especially when it comes to me and Odin, where they think that we're going that we we've never forgiven. No, we forgave. We just refuse to forget. And yeah, that's what a lot of people. Yeah, a lot of people forget that forgiving does not mean forgetting. Forgiving does no. not mean there is not consequences. It means mm-hmm. that you know you've you've let go of your part. Now you move on. You keep living. You get exactly. bigger and, and I had to learn that lesson. Yeah, and I and and that's a lesson I had to learn recently too, because um, just like you and um, Odin here 
have experience with betrayal. I went through it recently myself on a very big, on a very large scale for me. I mean, for the betrayal to become, um, coming from somebody who's not only a conservative, but also a veteran just hurts that much worse. And, um, and it's like, why am I bothering letting them live rent free in my mind? Because if they cared, they wouldn't have done this in the first place. Well, they were never if your friend cared, in the first place. Yeah. But I tell people cared, that your message is your message. And fuck what anybody else says. Seriously. The people yeah. the people that matter, no. Yep. Though I will say this, I'm a petty individual, so I will continue to use certain situations as examples when I need to, just because that's who I am. <laughs> I mean, hell, if the shoe fits, wear it, bitch. <laughs> that's a special message for several people. Here I am just trying to live my life, and all of a sudden tears like, I'm going to bring up this example. Fuck, here we go again. The only problem is with that, though, he looks at me and goes, well, damn, he's not wrong. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. It's like, I'm not wrong, I'm just an ass. Right. Well, I guess it comes down to where people are wrapped up, like I, like you said. And I, I really want to, I really would like to see this, that, that statement you made to me when I was all riled up and I was ready to fight. Like, I was ready to go to war. And you told me, he's like, you know, people that are in the middle of battle under the fog of war will never see where the turning point was. It's only from sitting outside after the fact that you can look back. They will never know what decisions they make at that time will lead to victory. The founding fathers, when they picked a flight with the greatest superpower at the time, didn't know, they fully expected to lose. They had no idea at what point they were going to win. They didn't know what decisions would lead to victory. They didn't know what battles they would win and lose. They didn't know that spending the winter in Valley Forge and when George Washington approached the men, they were so close to mutiny. He had no idea that the simple act of showing injury and showing weakness would be what led his men to follow him ever loyal from that point on. He had no idea. They had no idea. They they fully expected when they wrote the Declaration of Independence that they would be arrested. They knew well, they that it was an unpopular opinion. Yeah, it was the principle of the matter. They had no idea because in the fog of war, you cannot determine which decisions from the 30,000 foot view. It is only afterwards when you have the clarity. It's like the the message that I try to tell my son when he gets angry. I said, you cannot see your reflection in boiling water. It is only when the water is calm that you can see your reflection. You. Good Odin over here giving wise sayings. I'm <laughs> Odin, bitch. What do you expect? <laughs> you killed the mood, bro. You killed the mood. <laughs> okay, so well, no, I'm the it... smart ass Odin. Fine, I don't fucking care. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh shit. <laughs> no, I will tell you what though. We have definitely got to do this more often, Pissback, because you have been an absolute pleasure to talk to. It's been a lot of fun. Yes, it has been a lot of fun. <laughs> 
So didn't expect this to as long either. <laughs> <laughs> nope. I drilled a hole through my disc. Here, with a drill bit. <laughs> Ta da! Oh, goodness. Idle hands, right? No. <laughs> idle hands of the devil's workshop? Yep, and my idle hands drill the hole in my desk. And now I have to explain to my wife why there's a hole in my desk. <laughs> I don't want to be around for that conversation with me. Oh, it's fine. It's my desk. But anyhow, so it has been a a wonderful time. If you still want to stick around after this, you can. But we got we gotta do this again. Oh yeah. Yes. Next time we'll talk about we'll make fun of people. <laughs> Wait, we did that this time. Fuck. Prepping, we'll make prepping, more, prepping, prepping, we'll, prepping. We'll, we'll prep and we'll make fun of people while we talk about prepping. Fuck yeah. Okay. Right. I can do that. <laughs> All right. And with that, I'm Odin. This is Tier. And we'll see you on another episode of Winter's Call. The preceding podcast is brought to you by Heimdall, Keeper of the Bifrost.